can't help but think about some of the things that you and I ought to think about. And I wanted to take just a moment today and share three simple thoughts with you. In light of our program and how it all transpires, I want us to consider these thoughts. First of all, we need to cherish the moment. We need to cherish the moment. We can never forget how valuable time is. You will never be the age you are now. Probably you'll never have the energy you have now. And somebody that's older would say, well, I know, but I'll tell you what, these are difficult days. These are tough times. Well, it's probably as good as it's going to get. Sadly enough, things probably weren't going to get a whole lot better with your health or your strength, your stamina. This is about as good as it's going to get, probably. And we need to learn to cherish the moment. A mother says, I'm so busy, I can't stand it, I'm losing my mind. You need to learn to cherish the moment. One day your children will be growing up and you'll wish that you could go back to those days. You'll, you'll lament those days. And as your children graduate high school and as they go on into college and even into adulthood and have their own families, you'll wish you could once again be back there in that place where you can hold them in your arms and know they're safe. You've got to cherish the moment. This son sits and listens to his dad reflect and share the past. And so often we dismiss our present in hopes of the future. But right here before your eyes is what, was really, what really mattered. That moment. He can only remember and go back to the past. He can only reflect on what had transpired in his life. But the reality was, is that right here is where the relationship existed. This is what was most important. And wherever you're at in life today, you need to cherish that moment. You need to cherish it. You say, well, do you don't understand? My marriage is a mess. I know, maybe it is, but get it fixed then and begin to, on a journey where you can cherish the moment. It'll never get any better. This is it. This is all you have, and this is all you're promised. You may not have tomorrow, so you better put yourself in a position to cherish the moment. Sometimes we think we have tomorrow. And yet the Bible says, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. As a matter of fact, in the book of James, chapter 4, we begin reading, he says, Go to now ye that say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. But the... For that ye ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. We make all of our plans and we prepare and we act as though we have tomorrow. That it's already ours. That God owes that to us. But He doesn't. Nor does He promise it to us. Cherish the moment. The young man that's this young teenager, he wants to grow up. He wants to get his license or he wants to get married or he wants to experience the things of this world, so to speak, and be able to go out on his own. And so he throws away his teen years always wanting tomorrow. 
He wastes them. And then he grows up and he becomes a man. He gets married and he says, I wish I could go back. But you can't. So cherish the moment. Number two, I think it's important that we celebrate the master. Not only cherish the moment, but we need to learn to celebrate the master. I don't know why, but I never got that guy's name right there in that chair. Dave, that's right. I kept thinking of Jimmy. He's the only one that I keep thinking about. But Dave, he didn't always live for God, but then there came a point in his life where he got saved and his life began to change. Oh, he wasn't perfect by no means. But he began to change the course of his life. And pretty soon some of his friends faded and... Uh, some of the direction, the direction he was going changed, and so many things began to change in his life because he began to celebrate the Master. In Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 1, the Bible says, Remember now thy Creator in the days of thy youth. Well, we need to remember Him all the time. It's very difficult to remember Him in your youth. You know, some of the older folks, some of us that are getting a little older in years, sometimes it's, uh, we, we wonder why it's so difficult. You young people, why in the world don't these young people live for God? It's a tough time. God specifically says to them, remember thy creator in the days of thy youth. Why? Because it's so easy to depend on their own strength. It's so easy to somehow think they got the world by the tail, that they they can handle it all on their own. They don't need God. God's saying, you young people better remember me. Remember me in your youth. We need to encourage our young people, but the fact is, we need to remember God, and we need to celebrate the Master even as we get older in years. Hey, He is Creator, you know. We ought to celebrate Him. He created all things. The very health, the very abilities you have today, that's all a result of God. You weren't just born lucky. Didn't just, you didn't just luck out, so to speak. God entrusted you with some talents abilities, attributes, how selfish we are with the things that God has given us. We use them for our own gain, our own profit, our own desires, our own dreams, failing to remember Him. We ought to celebrate the Master. Celebrate Him as Creator, for By Him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by Him and for Him. And He is before all things, and by Him all things consist. Isn't it amazing when you think about that last statement? It says, well, the last statement of verse 16, when He says, all things were created by Him and for Him. Hold on. They're created by Him and for Him. Now, let me ask you something. Is that how it works out, though? He might have created all things, as he says, for him. And uh, created by him, I should say, and for him, but the fact is not everybody's following him. Not everybody's serving him. Not everybody's obeying him. That's called grace. You ought to just, you and I ought to celebrate the Master because he is creator. He's also a redeemer. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's also a redeemer. 
He saved your soul. That's a good reason to celebrate the Master. When's the last time you really thought about how good God's been to you? I mean, saving your soul. Well, there's a lot of things going on in our lives that make us miserable. People, problems, personalities, situations. Boy, when you start thinking about what Jesus Christ did for you on that cross, you ought to get happy. If you don't get happy, maybe you've never been there. We sing that song, Were it not for grace, I can tell you where I'd be, wandering down some pointless road to nowhere, with my salvation up to me. I know where that would go. The battles I would face, forever running, but losing the race, were it not for grace. Wow. That's a good reason to celebrate the Master. He's your Redeemer. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Finally, not only do we need to cherish the moment, celebrate the Master, but I think we need to consider the memories. When I say consider the memories, I'm... I'm talking about this side of it. How will you be remembered? What memories will you leave behind? How will you be remembered by those who you loved and those who loved you, those you interacted with and came into contact with? It's important, you know. God would have you and I leave a legacy in the lives of others. I mean, what are you investing your life in? Is it to make money, to provide a comfortable home, to put your kids through school, to ensure you have a retirement? Is that your goal in life? What are your goals? What are your dreams? What are your longings? If they're yours, it's wrong. If you're a child of God, they ought to be His. Sadly enough, we say things to young people like, so what do you want to do with your life, young man? The bottom line is, who cares what they want to do with their life? What matters is what God wants them to do with their life. They need to find out what God wants them to do with their life. The truth is, it doesn't matter what we want to do with our life. In the end, we ought to be saying, God, what do you want to do with my life? What kind of legacy do you want me to leave? How do you want me to function? And how do you want me to accomplish? And what do you want me to do in this life? So that when I leave and go off the scene and the final curtain call is finally done. I want to be remembered as you'd have me to be remembered. And I want to be remembered in a way that glorifies and magnifies you, Lord Jesus. I've done funerals in the past where a man or woman's remembered by their partying. You know how they took drugs or drank or how they got in fights. People, <laughs> you remember him? He was wild. He was crazy. And I thought to myself, I'd hate to be known for that when I die. A rebel. Oh, I know it's cute and it sounds fun and sometimes it's even glamorous to some degree, but it won't be. It isn't glamorous when you find your sons and daughters walking in your footsteps, following right behind you. That's not very fun. 
That's not a good thing to think that your child's going to be on drugs one day because you couldn't control your appetites. Or they'll be bound by sex and drugs and, and horrible music and all the things that the world is bound by because you can't control your appetites. And by the way, I said nothing wrong. You hear it every day on that television set you watch. You hear it on the radio. You hear it in conversation everywhere you go. The church better quit burying its head in the sand and pretending that everybody's so goody-two-shoes because we're not. We better get a handle on our lives and on where we stand with the Lord Jesus Christ and quit playing games with God. Because there is a generation that's following us that's going to follow in our footsteps. Listen, if making money is your God, then that is what your children's God will be. If comfort and ease is your God, that is exactly what your children's God will be. If pleasure is your God, then that's what your children's God will be. The only reason or the only way out of that will be by the, simply the grace of God in their own life. But you will have established footsteps for them. God help us to, re- God help us to consider the memories that we will leave for others. The legacy that we'll leave. Dave sits in his chair and his son beside him. And his son says, Dad, I, you were bad? You were bad? I, I can't believe it. Isn't that a blessing? Dave fixed some things in his life before his children came along. I don't know where you're at in your life with your family and your children or your legacy. But there are some things better left buried. And it's nice to think that your children say, but Dad, you were bad? If you've lived a life where your children say, boy, he or she's a rebel, boy, they're really rebellious, boy, they really, then you know what, you need to change that. Because one day you'll be remembered. And usually it's for the last thing they remember. So see, you have that going for you. Every one of us can change the future. We can do nothing about the past, but we can do something about the future. How will you be remembered? Because see, not only will others remember you, but let me say this, the Lord Jesus Christ will remember too. See, the Bible teaches us over in the book of 2 Corinthians, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body. According to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. They'll be remembered. I'm excited and I'm glad and I'm very thankful. As much as I hope my parents, in a sense, would live forever here on earth, I know one thing. When they close their eyes in death, I will have sweet memories. I'll remember parents that were godly, parents that loved, and parents that were consistent in their love. Parents that put others ahead of themselves and were servants of the Lord and their families and others. Parents that said some things are more important than money. Some things are more important than than riches and fame. And some things matter in this life and in the next. So invest your life in the things that matter in both. 
not just today. Too many are investing in now instead of now and tomorrow. That's the blessing with God is when you make an investment that He wants you to make, not only does it benefit you today, but it will benefit you tomorrow. And that's a blessing. And boy, the memories that will be left behind one day will be great and certainly thankful for them. But God will remember them too. For I'll stand before Him one day and it's, to be quite frank with you, it's almost a, it's intimidating to think of it. I know He's merciful and gracious and thank God for that. And He's so good to us. There's a part of me, though, that knows that sometimes I just fail him. I want to do better. What about you? Cherish the moment. Celebrate the Master and consider the memories. That book that they turned there, these pages, represented the life Dave's life. And in it was a story of a man. You know what? Your life is nothing more than this book today. And people will one day turn the pages of your life. How will your life read? On the pages of that book, will you be known as a man or a woman of God? A pleaser of God, the Creator, the Father, the Savior of the world? I trust you will. Let's leave a legacy for our families, our friends, and those that come behind us. A legacy of godliness. <coughs> we said the other night, sooner or later the final curtain call is going to be called. None of us will live forever. Do you have it settled? Do you know where you'll spend eternity? Do you know that it's heaven? Do you know that it's heaven? In our class today as we took testimony as our custom is. We always ask our singles to give testimony of the tracks they passed out, the visits they made, the folks they led to Christ. Those are the kind of testimonies we have in our class. I was encouraged by some of the testimonies. I had had an opportunity to lead a lady to Christ this week and just yesterday, actually, I went back to see her a second time. I told you that were going out I was going to eventually do that tomorrow, yesterday, and I did. She did get saved. I knew she was ready. <clears throat> but she wasn't ready because I was such a great speaker, because I had the plan down so well, because I met her right at the right time. Well, take that back. I did get to her at the right time. God had allowed certain things in her life to bring her to a place where she understood her life could end. She came right to the brink of death on two occasions. And she knew nothing about how or when or for sure whether she'd be in eternity. 
A couple of the young people in our class testified and said, I was in a car accident. I was recently in a car accident. One of my friends came to me and said, you know why you're in that car accident, don't you? He said, no. He said, because you haven't been going to church. He said, wow, I got thinking about that. He goes, so I'm here today. I said, sometimes God permits things in our life to get our attention. He went, he sure does. Another young man stepped up, gave another testimony. He said, our mother had gotten cancer. He said, and God started speaking to my heart, and he told me, I got fearful and thought, what if I got cancer? I better make sure I've got things right with God. I'm going to get things together. God got a hold of him, and he was in class today. Wow. I'll tell you what, there's some things pretty important that we do around here. I just want to encourage you. Be prepared when you take that final step. Make sure that whenever you step off into eternity, you know where you're going to land. I know where I'll land. Not because I'm so good, but because God's so great. said, but as many as received him, to them gave you power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. I believed on his name. That's the only thing I got going for me. <clears throat> this lady had lived a rough life. Nice woman, I thought. I don't know her too well, though, but she lived a rough life. I said, Vicki, I said, if you don't get to heaven, neither will I. She looked at me kind of funny. And I said, the reason why is because we're in the same boat, Vicki. We were out on the lake, and you said, Preacher, it looks like I'm going to get wet. Well, guess what? If you're going to get wet, I am too, because we're in the same boat. So if you don't get to heaven, neither will I, because we're trusting in the same person and the same salvation. You want to know something? There's only one way, and that's through Jesus Christ. Settle it tonight. You might be here. You're just visiting. Or maybe you're our guest tonight. I, I don't know. But why in the world would you leave here not knowing? Settle it tonight. Secure your future. Make sure when you take that final step off into eternity, you know where you'll land. Father, we come to you. <clears throat> we thank you again for just this short time we've had together tonight. And for just the cast, the crew, all those that memorize lines and the singers and all the music and so many of the other aspects of this program. Father, there's just so many people that made it what it was. But, Lord, tonight, and with all of it said, we certainly want the truths that we heard to be applied to our lives. Lord, as believers, sometimes we, if not careful, fail to remember how important it is, how we live and, and the testimony that we have before this world and we forget sometimes that we're going to leave a legacy good or bad but either way a legacy father help us as believers to leave a godly legacy now lord there might be one or many in this room that have yet to receive and accept christ that do not have that confidence when they take that final step into eternity they don't know for sure where they'll land well father there's only two places we end up You know, 
And so, Father, I pray that they would choose Jesus Christ and that they would make heaven their home by faith in him. With every head bowed and every eye closed, let me quickly ask you, tonight, no one looking around, but the Holy Spirit and myself, if you died today, if for some reason God chose to take you or allow you to go into eternity to take that final step, are you 100% sure that you would land in heaven? That that's where you would end up? Or is there a doubt in your mind? You've never put your faith in Christ. You've never trusted and depended on Him solely and completely. I want you to know you can settle it today. Say, preacher, I I need to know. I don't have it settled. Please pray for me. Could I pray for you? I won't come down there and get you. I won't embarrass you. But could I at least say a quick prayer for you? With an uplifted hand, would you say so boldly, that's me. All honesty, I don't have it settled. I'm asking you, pray for me, preacher. I don't have that settled today. I don't know for sure where I would end up if I died today. Anybody, can I help you? Can I pray for you? Anyone, please. All right. Everyone's a child of God. So we didn't waste our time speaking tonight, did we? Let me ask you this. Where will your children end up when you're dead? Will they be Bible readers and prayer warriors? Will they love Jesus Christ? I know that they have to make their own choices. I realize that they'll do those things, but is that the path that you've set for them? What kind of future do they have because of your presence? What footsteps are you planting in the in 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 the road of life for them to follow in? What will be important to them when you close your eyes in death and I close mine? Father, help us as believers tonight to realize, Lord, that our lives are nothing more than a story, just a simple book of memories. Help us, Father, to do and take those steps necessary to Leave a legacy of godliness to be remembered by others and by you one day as being faithful and godly. Well, thank you in Christ's name. Amen. Let's all stand to our feet. Every head bowed and every eye closed. The pianist begins to play. The altars are open to that believer tonight. If you don't know for sure heaven's your home and you just didn't have the courage to take that step to raise your hand let me just tell you you're among friends tonight nobody here is going to make fun of you nobody would ever in any way judge you well I'll tell you what there's enough of that going around in the world we don't need that in the church house I just want God to be real in your life mom, dad, what kind of legacy are you I mean when the children go home from church this week they're going to hear you cussing going to see you screaming and yelling at one another. They're going to see you trying to cheat your business partners. What are they going to do? What are they going to hear? What are they going to see?
kind of steps we're planting in the ground? The journey of life. What kind of of steps? If I say, what's most important to your daddy? Would they say, Jesus? God? Would they say, mama's really important? Would they say, Monday night football? not trying to be coy or anything. I'm just honestly saying what will be remembered by. I love football and I love to do a lot of things. And I'm sure there'll be a number of ways I'm remembered, but when it's all said and done, it boils down to those one or two things. What will it be? again we're so glad you could be here tonight and again we're certainly grateful to the cast the crew and others uh, before I forget I'm going to uh, I-, I want to just tonight I forgot to recognize the singers the other day and I know they were hoping I'd forget again but uh, <laughs> anyway we're going to make sure we do that in just a moment but again we certainly are appreciative to the cast the crew and all those that were involved I'm going to ask the cast to come on out tonight if you would please you guys want you to come on out ladies as well I'm sure you're all back there huddled around. Here they come. Come on out. That's right. Uh, you did a fabulous job. They worked so diligently. They've worked so hard. And here they come. What a great group. All right. We noticed we didn't have any problems with the scenery tonight. Wasn't that good? Some great thought went into that. Fix the problem. That's what it's all about. Fixing problems. Well, again, let's give them a great hand. What a great job they did tonight. And I don't want to forget about the singers. So if you're a singer tonight, why don't you come on up? You did a great job. and Come on up. That's right. You can do it. They did a fabulous job. A lot of extra work goes into programs like this. It's not like the normal everyday Sunday stuff. It takes a lot of practice and a lot of time. Appreciate Brother Keith back there in the sound booth working the sound for everybody. And, of course, we certainly appreciate and thank... Um, Donna Kafka for all of these uh, beautiful, I mean, just, I mean, the backdrops, aren't they gorgeous? And then, of course, Karen. Come on up, Karen. Join your press. Your cast. Yes. Karen has three books out as well. Oh, my, look at that. Well, then. Roses for a rose. Isn't that wonderful? Well, I might want to talk to her husband about that. But anyway, 
We're so thrilled to have uh, her giving us a hand. She creates and writes all of these programs, and she does have three books back in the bookstore if you're interested. She's a, a very good writer, and uh, you'd be encouraged by her writing and the books that she writes. They're always centered around a godly theme, and uh, you'd be blessed by them. All right, well, anyway, I think that's I hope I haven't forgot anybody today. I think I did a good job. I didn't forget anyone or anything. I know Miss Smith's back there. I won't even try to embarrass her, and uh, I know better. All right, she cooks for me sometimes. All right, so I've got to keep that one on good terms. Well, listen, one more time, give them a hand as they go down. We'll shake their hands. God bless you. Amen. When you got here, you uh, probably were wondering why some of them were running around in pajamas. And, you know, that's, we're very relaxed around here. And we like to take it easy. But anyway, we're going to go ahead and dismiss. Karen, why don't you go on back there too? Or you'll get stuck up here and you'll never get back there. And nobody will get a chance to tell you how much they appreciate the work that you do. Thank you, Karen. Very good. All right, we're going to go ahead and close in a word of prayer and dismiss tonight. But again, it's been so good to have you. Now again, don't forget, Sunday morning, 11 o'clock, it's going to be a really big shoe. All right? Some of you remember what we're talking about, Ed Sullivan show. Remember that years ago? Yeah. 